because that means they get out of their hair for a little while longer. Can I get amen from the parents? Amen. There we go. Amen. But I want to, that video, man, it goes so well with what God's trying to, you know, what, I spoke, what God spoke to me. You know, that's not the end of the revival. That's not the end of what Pakistan's going to do. That's not, what it, that's not the end of what Lukman's going to do. That's only the beginning. It's the same with us, amen, is that it's never the end. It's only the beginning. Amen, so we can put my title on there. Amen. Success starts small. Amen, that was such a success, but it was small. Amen, I believe by, amen, that what God has planned for him, and not only here, amen, in Victory Life, in the United States, in your own lives, amen, but in Pakistan too, that it's, this is just a small beginning. Amen, go to Judges chapter 3, verse 31. If you don't have it, amen, you can read along with the screen. And the word Lord reads. Amen. After him came Shagmar, the son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad. And he also saved Israel. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, God, for a great day. For a day, God, for tonight, a day where we can come and connect to you, God. God, a corporate worship, a corporate word. Father, I ask you, Father God, now to implant this word into our marriages, into our families, into our school year, into every area of our lives, God, into our businesses, even in our own personal lives, God. Father God, let the success start now and let it be something so small that it grows and it never stops growing, God. Father, I want to give you all the honor and all the glory, God, for everything you're doing in our lives and through the lives of many others like me. But Father, I come to you as I decrease and you increase. Let your words feed your people. In Jesus' mighty name and all the saints of God said. Amen. Amen. It's such a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, it's crazy when God gave me this, it's success are so small. Amen. It's something about it, amen, that when you read the Bible, amen, there's so many passages in the scripture that we jump over. Or when we read it, we read it too fast. And we miss some key points. I mean, if you put Judges 3 back up. Amen. After him came Shagmar, the son of Anath. All right. Well, when I read that, you know, I didn't know who Shagmar was. Most of, us, most of you, like me, don't know who he was. I mean, it's like a name that we go through the genealogies of the Bible and we never want to read them. Because, I mean, who wants to read that? I'm not, we're going to keep it real. Amen. Who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goat. Amen. If you don't know what an ox goat is, it's a long stick with a pointed end. Many ranchers know this as the cattle prod. See, I got some people's attention now. But he struck 600 Philistines down with an ox goat, and he also saved Israel. See, when we read this at the end of Judges 3, we get a real quick glance of what is being talked about. We see that Shagmar only, not only slew 600 Philistines, but he struck them down with an ox goad, a cattle prod. Boy, you have to have some faith for that. Amen. But see, there's one thing you need to know about Shagmar before we can get started. He was just an ordinary farmer. He was an ordinary Joe. 
Amen. There was nothing special. He didn't have any, you know, he didn't have a fabulous lifestyle. He wasn't in a military situation. But he was just an ordinary farmer. And see, you know, what God was trying to tell me was this. He says, you know, that in our lives, we think that an area is so small that the victory doesn't need to be won. Or it's so small that there won't be any success. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, amen, that God cares about the small areas. God cares about the small. Amen. How can he trust us? Amen. His people. Amen. The people, amen, that are fired up for God. Amen. That are doing the things of God. Amen. And trying to reach souls. Amen. And trying to restore things in our families, in our relationships with the bigger picture if you can't get us something so small. And see, that's what, you know, what God got me on was this, is that Shagmar wasn't this person that had ties to influential people. He was a man that didn't even have influence himself. But how many of us know that when God is ready to move into your destiny, God doesn't need you to have a lot. He just needs you to do it. Amen. He doesn't know. He doesn't need you to have a lot. He doesn't need you to have, amen, the, amen, your bank account, a bank account full. He doesn't need you, amen, to have all the cattle on the hill. All he needs you to be willing to do is just do it. That's all Nike ever got right was just do it. Amen. I wish I got paid for Nike. Next time, amen, we can get a, maybe we can get a sponsor over there. Jesus. But I want to explain what, you know, what the ox goat was is not only was it to poke the cattle, but it was to make sure they fell in line, right? And when you look at it, amen, is that when you look at what he had, he really was ill-equipped, and he didn't have that much to fight that many Philistines. Amen, if you're, amen, if you're like me, amen, this, this math problem was so easy for me. I said, my gosh, I, I, could, I went to college for this. I was like, look. He killed 600 Philistines. That meant he had a 600 to 1 chance of actually succeeding. Amen. In life, that's how it feels sometimes. Amen. We can go against every enemy. We can go every hill, valley, whatever you want to do. Amen. And it still feels like we have so many people against us. It feels like we got millions upon millions of other battles we're fighting, and there's only one of us. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, amen, is that what he, amen, that what Shagmar had to do, amen, was he had to focus on what God was going to do. He had to start with something so small that led him to success. Amen. What if he, amen, if he started to complain about how ill-equipped he was, how unprepared, amen, or even how small what he had was, amen, a cattle prod, he wouldn't go to his success. See, when we look at our lives and the battles we go through to reach a higher level with God, see, we sometimes can relate to them. We can sometimes relate because of this fact right here is that not only does God allow us sometimes to leap out in faith, he's going to call you into the areas where you think you can't even get success. He don't care about, amen, when you think you got it and you can make the success. He's going to try you in the areas where you don't think you can do it. I don't know about you, but in my own life, God's put me in situations where you know, I'm like, hey, I can't do this. But God's like, I didn't ask you if you were willing. I said, I just said, I told you to do it. He's not asking you if you think you can. He said, no, you can't. You're right. You can't, but I can. 
Amen. That's what Shagmar had. Amen. Shagmar didn't have, amen, himself leading in his quarter. Amen. I don't know about you, but 600 Philistines against one me, I'm dead. I can't even fight. I'm, I'm a pacifist, dude. I'm like, hey, violence ain't my thing. I'll make, I'll make, I'll make you, I'll make you lasagna. I'll make you anything to get you fat and tired, to get you to sleep, or so you forget what we were arguing about. <laughs> amen. But that's how sometimes it goes. Amen. Is that why do we always try to fight in our own accord when God's like, look, you can't fight so many battles over here by yourself, right? Shagmar by himself couldn't fight six hundred Philistines by himself. That's why he, amen. That's why he had God. Without God, Shagmar couldn't do it. Amen. An ordinary Joe, amen, like me, amen, can't do what God wants me to do by myself, amen, because I can't do it. But the, amen, how many of us know, amen, in the church, in our own lives, amen, the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. Amen. How about this one? The greater the sacrifice, the greater the reward. Maybe you didn't hear me. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the reward. Amen. Mm. amen. Shagmar, amen. If you can just imagine, right? 600 people coming against you. Sounds like a lot in our own lives, amen, where God's trying to move you into an area where he's trying to push you to your destiny, where he's trying to get you to where you're going, to where he's trying to put you in your place so you can advance the kingdom of God. Amen. But sometimes, amen, the enemy's great tactic is fear. And in the order to do that, he's going to put the numbers against you. But amen, just like Gideon, amen, how many of you know, God took a lot to a little to 300. Amen. God said, look, you have too many people. He told Gideon, you have too many people. He told Gideon this, for this reason, because you're going to think you did it on your own accord. Sometimes in our life, God doesn't put us in the places where we feel the most tested. He doesn't always put us in the places where we feel the most comfortable. Why? Because in order to get us to where we're going, he's got to put you through the fire. But he does it because it's the small area that leads to your success. It's not always the biggest thing. Amen. I promise you, waking up to your wife. Amen. Waking up to your siblings, waking up, amen, right next to the people that drive you the craziest at work. Amen. You can't tell me nobody drives you crazy at work. Amen. If you can't tell me that, you got that one word, amen. Lord help you. Amen. But when, when I took a look at Shagmar, he reminded me of, amen, what God was really doing in our lives as a believer. See, it doesn't matter Amen. What your odds are, where you came from, God's going to use you either way you want to. You can fight God all the time. You can fight God and say, I don't want to go do that. I don't want to go to the small area. I want this. I want that. Amen. I always said, hey, man, if I and when we become pastors, I always want a mega church. Yeah. How many of you know God always switches things up on you? Amen. Because they look, it wasn't the bigger picture was wrong. It was I wanted to skip the process that God had for me, that had God had for our lives. Amen. You can't skip, amen, the small things in your life to get to the bigger thing. Amen. You want to be a pastor. You want your family back. You want to have a better relationship with your spouse. Amen. You got to smart. You got to start in the small areas of your life in order to lead to the bigger success. Jesus. 
Amen. Put the, amen. The first point. These are three steps that Shagmar took in order to get him there. The first point was this. The first step was this. He started where he was. He started where he was. See, amen, many like you, amen, when we looked at the video, this is why I said it tied in real good. It's because of this reason. Victory Life never started this big. Amen, we started real small in a trailer box, amen, in Quinlan, Texas. Thank God for Quinlan. Got somewhere to start. But he started where he was. Amen, when you look at it, amen, everything in our lives had a, had a point to where it started. Everything in your life, from the good to the bad, had a place of orientation. It had an origin. Mm. So you got to learn to start where you are. See, we can always say, hey, I'm going to advance. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. But if you can't start with where you're at, how do you expect God to use you where you want to be? How would we expect God to, hey, God, I want a blessing, but I don't want to stay right here and work on this problem I have. Or, hey, God, maybe I don't want to give up my time, but I still expect me to be here in a few years. And then we got to be content. We got to be steadfast in where God put us from the get go. Amen. Your origin is not your final destination. Amen. But it's a good place to start following God. She, Shagmar didn't wait till he found fame or he didn't gain influence, power or pleasure or people to follow him. Amen. He started right where he was. Amen. Shagmar didn't need amen, a bunch of followers to follow him to get the Philistines. It just says Shagmar slew 600. Amen. So why all of a sudden, amen, is Shagmar doing this? It's because Shagmar knows he has no time to wait on other people to do what he's called to do. Amen. Nobody can take your place except when you give it up. See, it didn't matter when he gained it. He didn't, matter. he didn't wait for the influence. He didn't wait for the power or people to support him. When God called him, he started where he was at. Amen. He didn't have to be the politician. He didn't have to be, amen, a lawmaker. He didn't even have to be a preacher. Amen. What he did was he started from where God put him, and that's where God wants you to start, is he wants you to start in your small area so he can lead you to success. See, just like Shagmar, we had to learn how to start where we are. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. For who has despised the day of small things? Hmm. But these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord which reign to and fro throughout the earth. But I want to take apart the first part. For who has despised the day of small things? Amen. Do you ever despise where you started? Where you started with God? You're like, hey, God, I started from a rough background. Hey, this area of my life, God, my marriage started in this, but I wanted to get it here. My family's in this shape and form when we started, but, God, I want you to bring our family to this point. God, I believe our church is going to, it started from here, but I believe it's going to go this way. Amen, but 
like I said, is that you got to have a starting point, but you have to work where you're at. Amen. Somebody say, start where you're at. Amen, because if you don't start where you're at, amen, God can't progress you. God can't do anything with you until you start where you're at. Amen, I try to bunny hop, amen, around a lot of things, amen. I always try to keep myself busy. Amen, like many of us, we like to bunny hop around the church. We like to make sure we try to do all these other things except what God called us to do. Why? Because we don't want to work in a small area, amen. God called you, to, amen, to do the toilets, amen, to clean the toilets, Amen. That's your calling for a season. Amen. I know nobody wants to clean the toilets. Amen. But when we look at it, if God's called you to somewhere so small as even cleaning up trash after everybody leaves or starting a class up and you only got five members, start small and watch what God does with your life. Watch how God automatically when you start where you're at, watch where it goes. But it's where you start. You got to start where you are. And if you don't start where you are with all your problems and everything you got now, amen, then how can we ever expect to grow for God? Amen. Luke 16.10. He is my dad's favorite scripture. Always told me when I was growing up, this is it. This is one of his many. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. Oh, here we go. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. He is so faithful in a very little thing is faithful with so much. See, Jesus even said, look, he who is faithful with the little will be faithful with so much also. Amen. That's what the point is that you got to start somewhere. You can't start big and expect to know it all. Amen. You can't expect, amen, to run a camera, amen, or sound system without knowing how to do it. Amen. You can't start with what we got to start with what we got because God will bring an increase that we can't contain. Amen. I love this little saying, big doors swing on little hinges. Your biggest blessing, your biggest, greatest thing hangs on a little hinge. Every screw you put in that door, every screw you put in the hole, amen, is a small thing that you worked on in order to get the whole thing. Amen. It's like a puzzle. Amen. When you put a puzzle together, amen, you got to start with one piece. Amen. You don't see the whole picture except on the box. You open the box and you're like expecting a beautiful picture to pop up. Yeah, right. Hallelujah. I wish that happened. I'm so terrible at puzzles. Y'all could beat me and my eyes closed. But see, the puzzle never puts itself together by itself. You got to start with a small piece and then find another piece and another piece and another piece. You got to start in an area where you're weak at in order for you to get where you're strong at. See, I love this. Jensen Franklin said this. said, the man who is too big to do little things is too little to do big things. A man who is too big or a woman 
that it is too big to do the little things is too little to do big things. Mm. Man, how do we expect, amen, to become, get our whole family back? How do we expect, amen, God to start blessing us? How do, we, how do we expect God to release so many great things that he has for our lives if we don't work on the small things first? Amen, that's why God says, I entrust you, amen, with your children to be stewards over them. They will not depart when you teach them. When they grow up and they grow old, your words will never depart. Amen, you want, amen, it's so crazy. Is that when we look at it, amen, that you got us, we got to always start with what we have. We always got to start right here. Amen, it's not down 10 years down the road. It's not five years down the road. It's not even a day tomorrow. It's right now. Somebody say right now. Right now. See, it doesn't, you don't have to wait in order to do your calling. You don't got to wait Amen. To answer and start preparing for the bigger thing that God has for you. You can start now. Even tonight, you can start now and start working with for what God's got for you. Mm. See, your gift will open up to you, but you have to start where you are. God will open your gift for you. He'll show you the way. He'll show you how to fix everything. He'll show you what you need. But you got to start where you are. Amen. I don't ever, you know, neglect where I came from. Amen. The problems we have is what makes us. Amen. The things in our lives, amen, that were, we thought we were always bad, were actually good. Because it made us who we were. And who you are is what God wants to use. He doesn't want to use a fake Christian that would just preach a love message. He don't want us somebody just to tell somebody, oh, if you just serve Jesus and do good, good deeds, you'll get into heaven. Just do good deeds. That's not the Bible, and that's not who we are. We are called to be sold out. We're called to do the things of God. And we're called mainly, amen, to reach, teach, mend, and send people, amen, for the kingdom of God. Amen. If you don't want to go on that level, let's go to your family. Amen. You're supposed to reach, teach men and send your own family into their careers, into their, amen, their education. Not only that, you're supposed to maintain the order of your home. But you, we got to start where we're at. Amen. That's why I said, amen, this is to impact, amen, your marriages. Amen, your families, amen, the church, the home, the ministries, even our own personal lives. You got to start where you're at. You want an area in where you want to advance, amen, then you got to start where, where you're at. You can't be the person you want to be if you don't start with who you are now. Amen, you can't be, amen, that person that you dream of always being. Amen, I love it when, amen. They used to do this always in every kindergarten class. They ask you, what do you want to be? And everybody, kid will say whatever they want to be, whatever they want to grow up to be. Right? But they always say, well, you got to work for it. You got to start now. My mother always tells me that. You got to start now, start now, start now, start now. Your grades matter. My mother, thank you, Jesus, sometimes. If it wasn't for her, my head would be busted wide open sometimes. Amen? But when we look at it, it's so true. Just like a mother telling her child, hey, you got to start now if you want to go to college. Start now if you want to be this. Start now. It's the same thing with God and God saying, you got to start now. Start where you're at. Don't start when you're already there. Don't start when you got it five years from now. Because I want to work and do greater things now. So when you get your bigger picture, when you get your blessing, you're more blessed. 
My second point is this. Use what you got. Use what you got. All Shagmar had was an ox goat. All he had was a cattle prod. His resources were limited, but he didn't worry about the equipment he had. His eyes were always on the call of God for his life. Use what you got. So why don't you have a super nice equipment? So what? You don't have the super nice equipment when you want to do something great. Use what you got. So what? You don't got a great, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, church. That's fine. Start with what you got. So what? You don't got a perfect family. Trust me, no family's perfect. Start with what you got. Amen. So what? You got all these things that we always say, hey, I got this, but I don't have this. I mean, it's like my bucket list of always what are the things I want. I told my mom one day, I want this really expensive camera. I'm never getting that camera. That's 30 Gs. No. But see, it's the same way. Is stop trying, amen, we got to stop, amen, always trying to put guidance. Hey, God, I'm going to start doing your will when I get this. I'm going to start it when I get a little bit further. Amen. But when we look, amen, at Shagmar, amen, he did the total opposite of what we think he would have done. He said, no, I got, I'm using with what I got and I'm going to do it because God called me to do it. Amen. amen. So it's the same way in your life is you got to start answering the call and use what you got. Amen. Some of you are blessed, amen, with talking to people. Some of you are really good at swindling people. Huh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody kill me. Lord Father. Right. But some of us are really good at, amen, at so many different things. And we're like, okay, God, I want to be used. And I want this, and I want, but I want this. I want that. I need this in order to do this. God's like, no. He said, my grace is sufficient. So if my grace is sufficient for all things in your life, for your personal problems, then why can't my grace be sufficient enough for you to accomplish your calling? Amen, I'm going to hurry up because, amen, the kids got to go to sleep and the parents get a, get a nice little vacation for a while. <laughs> Yay, except Savannah. So what you don't have the finances to do what you're really planning on doing. So what? So what? So what if you don't have the finances to start your own church? So what if you don't have the finances, amen, to start up the ministry? So what if you don't have enough, amen, finances to do anything in your life that you were set on doing? Just start where you are and watch how God grows all the areas of your life. Just start with what you have and watch it grow. Amen. I think of my own bank, right? My mom told me this. I said, hey, I said, I put this so much certain amount of money in the bank, in the savings account. I asked her, why ain't it growing? She said, stupid. She said, you got to put money in it. She's got to put money in it to watch it grow. I said, okay, somebody. I said, so now I know what I'm going to start doing. Use what I got to invest so I can get more out of the outcome than what I started with. Sometimes you got to invest a little bit more hard work. Sometimes you got to invest some more tribulations. Sometimes you got to invest more than you want to just to see some people make it in life. Sometimes, amen. Mm, my gosh. Sometimes, I mean, you got to get out of yourself, amen, and die to yourself in order to see somebody else make it, not only make it, but thrive, and so that they can do something better. Somebody say, use what you got. Use Lord. Amen. But Shagmar, man, it was crazy because he only used an ox code and he, see, and he slew 6,000 Philistines. 
And man, the ox goat is what Shagmar had when God called him. And we look at Moses, we can see something similar. When God asked Moses what was in his hand, right? It was his staff. They said, Moses, throw it down. Moses' staff threw down. It turned into a snake. Greatest miracle. Cool. Turned into a snake, man. That was really cool. I want to do that one day. Thank you, Jesus. Just kidding. I'm afraid of snakes. Amen. But when we look at it, amen, you got to have some humor. But when we look at it, is this, is that when Moses threw down the staff, not only did it make a snake that devoured the Pharaoh snake, not only did it make it to where, amen, they could cross over the sea, amen, not only did it make it where water was able to come out of a rock, amen, but it wasn't in the object that he didn't have. It's what God had in his hand because it was the tool that God was using at that time. Sometimes, amen, we got to stop worrying about what we don't have and what we got. Amen. Who cares what you don't have? Amen. If you want it, amen, you got to put some work in what you got now in order to get there. Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord. But the miracles aren't in what you don't have. It's, a, it's what's in your hand. The miracle's not in what you don't have. It's in what's in your hand. What you got in your hand is more precious than what you're going to get now because what you got now is going to be slowly developed into what's greater than what your bigger picture is. Because for some reason, God's always, he's stranger than we can always think. We want this, but then God says, I want this to start growing and watch how much powerful this is going to be than that. Lord. See, a dream is a picture of the future, right? Our new church, the new souls being saved. But sometimes a dream isn't enough. Sometimes we need a picture. And so God says, okay, you want a picture?